0: Thanks. You can be seated. Thank you. Well, I feel like I said everything I had to say in the last three days, so I'm just just praying dismiss us. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? Everybody here did everybody was everyone able to participate? I know made. I recognize most of you. I also want to say thanks for all the hard work that so many of you put in to help us do this. It was was a success, and a lot of that was because of you and in this house, so thank you so much. Well, I did have a few words drop in my heart during the worship, so we'll see what the Lord does with them. I was pretty blank when I came in thinking Lord I don't know what to do I'm so tired and worn out (laughs) but I got some rest yesterday afternoon and last night so doing better but I do feel like the Lord dropped some things in my heart I don't usually do uh, messages built around alliteration you know that's when a word they all start with the same letter but that's what dropped in my heart this morning. We'll see if it's God. The first word that dropped I, I, I rearranged the order because the Lord just started speaking these words to me. and uh, He had them in the wrong order. I put them in the right order for him. So. <laughs> Actually, they just started dropping. I started writing them down, and it just sort of... clear to me what he was saying the order these are things that I feel like he's about to do in this land and so some of it will be obviously personal and for this house but uh, much of this is what I think in a general sense he's about to do and the first word is recapture recapture people, recapture places, recapture prodigals, recapture a nation. He's coming to to redeem it. I was sent a text this morning by the um, lady that gave the word America shall be saved that dream. And she had another dream in the conference. And she she gave me a verse. She said, this is what I think the launch was about. Jeremiah 15, 19. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, then will I bring you again and you shall stand before me. So the returning uh, is to him. You know, the Lord never says in scripture, he never starts with returning to a position or a um, Activity. He always starts, he always started with Israel by saying to them, Return to me. To God, it's about relationship and be restored to that. Then he says, If you take the precious from the vile, you shall be my mouth. I felt the Lord said to me about these meetings this weekend, you being America, you repented, you returned to me. Of course, that's in intercession. And I have separated you to myself. Now I am making you as my mouth. She says this is referring to the megaphone that she saw in the dream. And I I agree with that. We're about to become the mouthpiece of the Lord again. Again. As a nation, and as my mouth, you will call the precious out of the vile, and you will demand the vile to go out of the precious. That's good, isn't it? I feel like the Lord is about to even surprise the body of Christ, and we who are uh, in the in leadership roles, I think there are some significant surprises. I know you prophesied one, Clay, that you said would be coming within, I think you said, three months into the nation by the end of the year. And I saw...
1: You want to comment on that? Absolutely jump in. I'm reminded of something I think will fit into this. The night that I saw John Knox in a vision, stand behind you with the number three thirteen. The Lord spoke to this man, I don't know if you remember it, but he said over the he said, as America turns, as America is born again, that the world will become to will come to fear the prayers of America, even as the Queen of Scotland feared John Knox's. You remember me sharing that with you. And I heard that in In this, because that's that megaphone. That's the prayers of this nation. But what he's talking about is I prophesied that there would be something that nobody knows. The prophets are not even going to know what's coming because it's going to bring such a surprise. And what the the Queen
0: of England said about John Knox was I fear the prayers of John Knox more than all the armies of of Europe. He was such a powerful intercessor. But I, I believe I bore witness to that word. I was just sitting, and As I sat here this morning, I, I, I felt like the Lord said to me, I'm about to, to transform, save and transform someone in the entertainment industry. That's going to be an amazing, uh, shocking turn to people and become a voice for the Lord. So just watch and see. That's not what you saw, though. That's not what he was talking about. But I saw that. I'm going to capture that. There's someone that God is already dealing with. And in their roots, they they knew the Lord. They were raised to know the Lord as a child. No, no. When did it come out? Just like last few days. No, well,
1: tell, tell us if anybody knows about it because I saw it this morning. in My spirit, uh, Kanye, West well, just came out. He will do no more secular music. He'll only do gospel. Just, just came out like Thursday, wasn't it? You know, with that. So, and you know, you're you're prophesying what, and you you know with it what what's happening. You have to understand, those of you who know who Kanye West is are probably more like my age, <laughs> but he, he's a, a rapper, R&B artist, and he was very pagan, <laughs> if I can say it in words that everyone understand. He was like, I'm God, about a year ago. He was literally releasing records about his own authority and position and how he saw himself, and it was very idolatrous. And there's a massive shift. And there's even some controversy within the shift. But we need to be careful about how critical we are about what God's doing and what we're hearing from Dutch about the entertainment industry. He has no idea.
0: No, I just saw it. And I don't feel like he's the only one. I feel like there'll be more. But it's uh, some of these people. And the, the, what I was seeing, there's somebody that God said, I'm going to recapture them. They've known the Lord. In their younger days, they were raised in church. But as they, as they grew, they turned away. And you watch and see now. You'll have to clean them up. You'll have to, you'll have to work in them to, to give them a pure voice. And they have to learn and grow. They'll be, you know, immature. But watch and see what the Lord is going to do with this. There are others that I feel are prodigals that are not necessarily well known, that are coming back to the Lord. And I feel like this is about to begin. I feel like the Lord has not done this sooner. He's just protected them and kept them alive, kept them safe. So they wouldn't be lost. But I feel like the Lord has saved some of this. Until he got certain things accomplished in the church. Or at least a remnant of the church. Because he wanted to bring them in to certain movements. And healthy places that weren't ready for them. And I feel like now he's about to pull the trigger. what it said of the prodigal was he came to his senses. In other words, he had a revelation. And God's going to bring that revelation. With some of them, it's going to be in a dream, through a dream. With others, it'll be a message they hear. Some are just going to begin to think about the Lord and remember things. And they're going to return. He's going to recapture them. So that was number one. I heard him say I'm going to remix I'm going to remix this was fascinating to me as I sat here the Lord began to remind me of um, a song that was performed by Nat King Cole I think it was unforgettable and then a generation later, his daughter, Natalie, remixed and added her voice through, through what we can do today in technology. And it became this amazing duet with she and her father. How many of you have heard that song? It's incredible. Oh, it's just incredible. And the Lord said, I'm about to remix some things. I'm about to bring some things from the past into the present. I'm about to remix the thinking of people. I heard Hodges say, uh, Jim Hodges, Friday morning, that he used the phrase corporate repentance. He said, it's like God's going to change the pathways in the brain. He said it so fast and he said so much and he just moved on. I think a lot of people missed it. But that's the phrase he used. And I just heard the Lord say, I'm going to release a spirit of revelation that literally remixes people's brain. It's like the gathering demoniac who's insane one day caused by demons, but he was also obviously insane. And the next day, He's sitting clothed. The Bible says what? In his right mind. God said, I'm going to remix some things. And I heard him say, I'm going to remix gifts. Kanye, I don't know much about this guy. I've heard the name, of course. God's going to have to remix some things in his brain, in his heart. So the, God can do this. God can do this, and He's going to remix some things in the church. <clears throat> I'm not sure what all that this word means. I said the Lord just He reminded me as I sat here today. Uh, this is God works with in me and talks to me often through numbers. I don't know why He just does that with me. And I was in here this, this morning trying to remember the combination on this lock you have. And I knew I had the right four numbers to get in the office, but I couldn't get the right mix. And finally I had to go get somebody to, to remind me because I kept punching them in but I couldn't get the right order. My wife called, Cece flew home yesterday and our new home we just purchased has a lock on the door, that's the same, you know, outside door you can. And she was so tired she couldn't remember the numbers. And she called me and woke me up and said, what are the numbers? And I said, are you kidding me? (laughs) And I could remember the four numbers, but I couldn't remember the order. And we kept trying to hit the right, hoping the alarm didn't go off. And finally, I don't know how she said, Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. And I heard the Lord say to me this morning, You got to have the right mix. You can't just have the right numbers. I just felt it was was the Lord using these two locks to show me that to unlock things and the doors He's going to open for us. We can't just know the four numbers, we got to know the right order. You won't prophesy into that, Nash. He's sitting up here getting all over that. (laughs) But God's going to remix some things. There are some things that we have the right numbers or the right maybe relationships or understanding, but we got it all mixed up and he's got to remix it. And when he does, it's going to bring a new sound and it's going to open doors. We're going to be able to go through those doors with a new sound. Just like Natalie and her daddy. Maybe God's going to remix some things in the generations. Because that's the picture that came to me today when I, when, when I heard remix. And I haven't thought about that song in years. And <clears throat> I thought, okay, what are you getting ready to do in the mix of the generations? He's going to remix some things. Okay. Good, didn't it? Number three, I heard the word rearrange. I saw chessboard. And I saw the Lord begin to move pieces around on that chessboard. Because when the Lord begins to rearrange, he's not just doing it. He's not just doing it because he's tired of the furniture sitting a certain way and he wants a change. He's doing it because he has a new strategy to give to us. He has it for today. He needs to bring forth a new strategy. So he rearranges things for some that's up here, for some that's gonna be geographic, for some organizations, he's gonna rearrange leaders. There is such a shift and shaking taking place and that is going to continue in the government of this nation. That is going to, I don't even think we have We're not even close to seeing the fullness of the shakeup that's about to happen in the government of this nation. Because it has just come defiled. And I'm talking about both parties. It has just God is just gonna shake things up. And these courts, that stuff's happening behind the scenes. Now, I'm not just talking about the Supreme Court now. I'm talking about lots of idiots out there that have succeeded in attaining a position that they have no business being in. They do far more damage and harm than they do good. They have agendas. They don't, they're not people of integrity. And God's about to rearrange things. But I also saw this in, in Christian religious organizations. God's about to rearrange some things. I just heard from a man here. He was here in the conference. Came up to me, wanting a little um, counsel on it. A former group that he ran with in in Christian streams, one of the different uh, different organization, and as he as he grew more and more into uh, understanding the apostolic, the prophetic. What God's saying and doing today, <clears throat> he realized, I can't really run with this denomination anymore. Because, And they made it clear to him, you're going to have to back off from some of this stuff if you want to run with us. So he decided not to back off from what God was showing him and pulled out of that group of people. Now they're asking him to come back into the government of this organization. And I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's supposed to do. But God has rearranged the leadership of this organization. Brought some people into headship positions. That It's just going to be, I don't know if they can shift it or not, but it's a, the, 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 the shift, the, the change from who led in in the past to now is radical. And I don't know what's going to happen in some of these organizations when 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 people start trying to change them, because sometimes you can change them, sometimes you can't. I had another man call me last night or yesterday afternoon. Similar situation. He's leading a congregation in a certain denomination. And he's he's being confronted with you got to change. And he's saying, what do I do? I said, well, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get into it well, with my counsel, but basically you you better be true to your convictions. You better not let an organization define who you are. <clears throat> but these are just signs to me of what is coming. There's a rearranging of thinking, and then because of that, God's going to start moving chess pieces around. And, and I'm, not, I'm not pushing for what I'm about to say. I'm just telling you it's coming. There were thousands of people in the charismatic movement that had to leave denominations. Because in order to go on with God and what he was showing them, they, they could not do it in that organization. And there were some that had to leave independent streams, you know, independent churches, independent Pentecostal churches, whatever, but they were part of fellowships and ran with certain groups. And they finally just had to pull away. And I'm just going to say this, and this doesn't apply to most of you, but it might apply to somebody. There comes a time when you just need to pull away from certain relationships. And let the Lord rearrange the way he wants to rearrange. Please don't make the mistake. I'm probably talking to two or three leaders in here right now. Please don't make the mistake of thinking that this is an insignificant point. This is going to be huge. You and I need to remember this, Nash. Because we're going to be running with some people and talking to some people and leading in, in movements where... We're just going to look at people at times and say, you just need to pull away. You need to get out of there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Clay says, it's not about what we're leaving, it's about what we're moving toward. And you can, by the way, you can pull away from, uh, you can pull away from certain situations. And for some of you, it could be a, a, a relationship at work or whatever. But you can pull away from some things without, and try to, and try to be cordial and maintain a friendly relationship. Just means you don't run together in the same way. So, just watch and see if God doesn't begin to rearrange things in this nation politics, church, government. Number four, I heard the word realign. And that surprised me. <laughs> realign. I heard him say, and it's connected to this rearrange. I heard him say, there is a holy dissatisfaction that I am now releasing in the body of Christ. A holy dissatisfaction he is bringing into people in the body of Christ. That they want more. They're going to get fed up with this light. I don't know, was it in our conference or someplace else? I just heard this. I think it was at the last week with Will and Matt. Somebody said, over 50%, like 51%, but over 50%, it may have been you, the Christians. There's supposed to be evangelical, born-again Christians that cannot tell you what the Great Commission is. Was it Will? Yeah, was it Was it this weekend? I thought it was. Was it Hodges? Oh, can you imagine? You, you're a born-again Christian, you attend church on a regular basis, and you, you don't know what the Great Commission is. But there's, people are just going to get tired of going to be entertained and having these watered down stories that make you laugh for 20 minutes and happy and then leave and go home. You don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't know how to overcome. They wouldn't know how to overcome. When the storms of life come, they don't know what to do with it. So God is putting a holy dissatisfaction in people right now. And I'm telling you, some of that is in leaders. Leaders come to me, and and this is fairly regular. They say, you know, I'm so tired of the status quo. I know there's more. I know there's more. And so the Lord is awakening this putting a hunger in people so that they'll be ready to go after what he's doing and to receive it and to want it. A realigning is taking place. It's going to take place in leaders. It's going to take place in the church. There are mega churches right now that won't be mega churches a year or two from now. Because people are going to move on and say, I need more than 40, 40 minutes or 45 minutes and a song or two and a Nice little cute message. I'm hungry for God. I want somebody to give me something substantive, and so a realigning is taking place. And God's challenging me to, to rethink some of the some of the NEI, the network that we we lead. Some of the I, I'm I'm starting to wonder: is it time to allow this thing to to get bigger, Clay? I know Clay feels like it is. And I just, I've fought that. I've resisted allowing it to grow and get bigger because I just don't want to build it on numbers and I don't want to get myself too distracted from the nation. But I don't think I can resist it any longer. I think God's saying, you're gonna have to let this thing grow because there's such a hunger in people for the right alignment. Not just leaders, but at every level. I also heard him say, he, he reminded me of the of the verse in Hebrews eleven, and it uses the word alignment. Katartizo is the is the word, and it talks about what's that? Yeah. It says, and this scripture uses the phrase, "the aligning of the ages." It's time coming into right alignment, was a God moves us from age to age or season to season in our lives. That can get out of sync, and then it's like gears that that are not aligned right; they're not in synchronization. And I heard the phrase, "I'm going to synchronize time." Now I don't know what. You know, where's that come from?
1: Got <laughs> something? Jump, yeah, jump in. I love it when he does this. Just prophesied in uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, that what God was doing was synchronizing our time to kingdom time, that there was an acceleration pushing us forth because we've been operating behind the timing of God, but God was going to accelerate us, and that through that there's going to be a synchronizing of time uh, that will cause us to become more effective. You know, my word every year, I instruct you here time, pray for one word for next year. Mine for this year was effective. But he just gave me during the conference my word for next year. And it's intentional. And, uh, listen, that's a heavy word. I mean, when, as I'm coming to understand it, but I just prophesied about this synchronizing of time. Remember that scene in Fort Smith, because we've got so many people that are operating in the yesterdays and it's holding them from being able to see the cloud that's moving. Amen. And they're camping out in the yesterdays and God is wanting to synchronize. And that has to do with this exodus that's coming. Uh, that Dutch are talking about out of traditional, you know, it's denomination, but it's traditional lifestyle. What has been going on in a lot of our mega church, a lot of it is people are being given a pacifier. Some people call it a soothing, you know, and it's been pacifying the people, but you, a baby will only suck on that pacifier for a while. Eventually it either wants mama or the bottle. And the people there's a there's a holy hunger that's coming, and there is an exodus. I want to give a statistic that'll fit in that. I was with Steve Fry, uh, who you know well, uh, in a this has been a few years ago, and a man spoke in a roundtable conference that I was at, and this is what he said. He worked for one of the insurance companies in America that only insure churches. And he said, one hundred percent of every mega church, that they ensured, the senior pastor was on antidepressants. Now that didn't mean every mega church. Only that was just their scope with that. I, I don't know about you, but that brought an holy concern into my heart. You know, I, I now listen. If you're here and you're on antidepressants, this is not condemnation of that. But what I'm talking about, what I've discovered, there's a grace to do, to be who God's called us to be. And if, you're, if, if the stress of a megachurch is so great, you got to get on and out of press, something's not in line. Exactly
0: right. You know, I was in a service about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, it was, it was several years back. And, and I literally heard, you know, the Lord just let me hear in the Spirit and I could hear gears grinding. And I've never been a mechanic, I don't understand mechanics much, but I know a, a, a clutch, it stops a, a, a wheel, right? Disengages it <clears throat> so the, the gears can shift and then you let the clutch out and it turns. Well, I heard if, if, if the clutch isn't working or if things are not in right synchronization, you try to shift and it'll, you know, sometimes it's just, it'll go on into gear. Sometimes it just, if it's bad enough, I guess it wouldn't. And, most, and some of you young folks, you've never driven a vehicle with that. You use a clutch. But, but I could hear gears that weren't synchronized. Or the clutch wasn't working, one of the two. Because it, if it's grinding. And the Lord said, I'm trying to connect... one." shift to the next age in the kingdom in the spirit and the phrase he gave me was the ages are trying to connect Hebrews 11 the aligning of the ages and what happens was when we can't adjust our thinking that's the clutch when we can't change the thinking up here we're still stuck in that old way of thinking until we receive the revelation of the Lord and this begins to change, we can't fully shift into the next season. And that's what God's trying to do with a lot of leaders right now. He's trying to, he's trying to shift them. And they're still... I had a three-hour... This is the only time I ever had experienced anything that I would have called trance. I was in probably a three-hour trance just, out, just in the spirit realm. Completely uh, oblivious to the natural. But I wasn't. I wasn't even laying on the floor. I was just sitting in a chair. It was like I went into another zone. And God told me things. That, he, that moved me into a new. Way of thinking. I'm going to say age in my mind. And then it took. <laughs> it took me four or five years to get this thing changed enough that I could flow with and operate in what he showed me supernaturally. Because every time I tried to move into this, my former way of thinking would (laughs) and I couldn't move into the new. I'll tell you, there's a, sometimes I had a car once And if you tried to, if it wasn't just synchronized just right from, I think probably first gear to second, I don't know. But if you try to go slowly, all you get was, you know, if you try to be, you just had to go, you just had to, you just had to put that clutch in and go, and they'd go on in. But if you tried to go real slow, I mean, just the opposite of what your your normal mind would think. Take it easy, don't hurt anything here, but it would just it just wasn't right, so it would just but if you just went it'd go and just go right in. Some of you just need to go. Some of them, some there are some leaders right now. They just need to quit messing around, taking it easy, and they just need to shift. And God's gonna help do that. I received one word from a guy once when I was in one of these change seasons. He said, "Lord's gonna put you through the eye of the needle or you're gonna go through the eye of the needle." And that's that's all about change. Yeah. Taking things off. Uh, there was a small door on the city wall, when in, in ancient times there was a big gate that could drive vehicles, carts and animals through but they didn't want to open those big gates because they had to crank them open. It'd take a while to close them. So if it was an enemy at night trying to sneak in, they'd send somebody up to one end. they crank the door, big gates open, and the whole army could rush in before he could close them. So they had a small door. It was called the Eye of a Needle. And that's why he says, you know, for a camel to go through the Eye of a Needle. Well, well, that door wasn't, wasn't very large for safety purposes, so they'd have to unload the camels and, and get them on their knees and get them through this little door, so it was hard for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. So when God said, I'm going to put you through the eye of the needle, I knew, I knew that wasn't a good word. I knew it meant you're going to have to strip down a little bit, get some things off, change, get low, go through. But then the the, the, the Lord, he the, the guy changed the prophecy, said, no, the Lord says, I'm going to shove you through. And he did. I went through a season. It's like the Lord said, quit messing with that clutch and that gear shift. We're going through this thing. And I came into alignment. I shifted into a new season. I feel like there are there are leaders right now in the body of Christ. And God's about to get behind and say, You've asked me to do this, and now I'm fixing to do it. You're gonna change. And it's gonna be a good thing. He's just gonna shove us through. I feel like he was doing that with me all weekend, frankly. This entire weekend. I feel like the Lord was just saying. I'm changing some things. Changing things in this group you lead. I'm changing some things in the nation. You're going to have to change the way you think to accomplish some of these things. So he's realigning me up here. We never get to the place where we can stop that process. And it's going to be good. It's never a bad thing. It's a good thing. Number five, I heard him say refortify. When you allow the Lord to work the process, <clears throat> excuse me, when you allow the Lord to do that, he can, he will always he'll when you get through the eye of the needle. You push everything through. You you get back everything you had to take off. He's not trying to take from you. He's just trying to strip some things off. Sometimes he puts different things on. Sometimes he just allows you to get through there, and then you get your packages back. But the Lord's going to restore. He's going to rebuild. Sometimes you go through a process in the Lord where he has to strip things off of you. And sometimes he gives you those back, but sometimes he just gives you something better. Refortify. Frankly, the way this came to me was for America when he said that to me today. I'm going to refortify. He took me to Isaiah 58 where he says we rebuild and we restore the ancient ruins the cities and walls that have been broken down, they're rebuilt. I want to, I'm going to read one. There's another verse that's similar. There's two verses that are similar in Isaiah that talk about this. One is fifty-eight, 12. I'll read them both, 58. Verse 12 says, Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. Let me just stop right there and say, I've had a reoccurring vision for several years of inner cities in America being transformed. I feel like there's a movement coming to... I don't want to say just gangs, because it's to me it's not just the gangs and leaders, but just people that people that are in many cities are just stuck in they're 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 bound in drugs and gangs and violence and they feel like they can't get out of that because of poverty or whatever. I don't I don't know how it's coming, but you wait and see if there isn't a move of Holy Spirit that begins to invade inner cities in America. And people are going to be saved, delivered. People, there are people leading gangs today that'll be pastoring churches ten years from now, and leading movements in the kingdom. Some of them are there, are worship leaders. Who are going to write glorious songs that are today shooting up. God is coming with a movement, and He's going to refortify. He's going to strengthen. He's God's going to do for places like Chicago. What man doesn't know how to do? Because the change doesn't start here; it's not going to be change. But he's going to do this. I believe God has an answer for some of the homeless dilemmas in L.A. and San Francisco and some of these places. Do you know, I, mean, I think in L.A. one of these cities is up to like fifty thousand now. Can you imagine? What do you do with fifty thousand homeless people? It's it's fifty thousand. Is, I mean, we're not talking about a couple of hundred under a bridge. We're talking about a city within a city. Yep. But I'm telling you, revival changes all this. Yeah. When revival comes and awakening comes, it not only changes hearts, but that begins to change circumstances. And I'm Just wait and see. The Lord's going to refortify this nation. He's going to do it spiritually, internally, outwardly. They're going to rebuild the ancient ruins, raise up the age old foundations, and you'll be called the repairer of the breach. He's talking to 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 his people. You're going to be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets. In which to dwell, and there's another great verse in Isaiah 61:4 that says, "They will rebuild the ancient ruins, raise up the former devastations, repair the ruined cities." This is literal, by the way, in the Scripture. This is this is he's talking literally. <clears throat> repair repair the ruined cities. And then this phrase jumped out at me today. The desolations of many generations. There's there's something coming that is going to move into these inner cities and even into our education system and restore it to the way it's supposed to be. And it's going to be so profound, it's going to be seen as not just a, an anomaly, it's going to be perceived as a movement. There is something coming that is so strong that God's going to re-fortify. He's going to be doing it on a personal level, he's going to be doing it on a corporate level. And some of this realigning that is connected to this, because I'll tell you right now, God, God is not disinterested in, in government. He is very interested in government. And he is angry at those there that are just there for themselves and positions of power and political parties. And they do not care about the people. And he is angry about this. And he's coming to deal with it. And it is a swamp, by the way. It's a mess. He's come to deal with it, and he's going to, once he, once he has brought a, a, enough tearing down, he's going to begin to rebuild and refortify this nation. And I've said this in many different ways God is not finished with America. And he needs a strong America. If you hear people prophesy that it's over, or that there's not, not going to be a, a, a recovery in this nation that re- restores us to our walk with the Lord and to uh, the, the early, the principles of, of our fathers. If you're hearing that God's finished with America, you just turn the channel. And silence that voice, because I'm telling you, he's not finished with America. He's going to refortify this nation, but it's going to happen as in a, as as he restores us spiritually, so that we realize we are a servant nation. In fact, I'm going to just say that the economy is going to get so strong in America again that we're going to be able to go in and rebuild entire nations. We're going to be able to rebuild nations.
1: The Lord is, you know, I've I've been in this thing a long time, and I've heard the words about wealth transfer, but the Lord has clearly told me and told others here that 2020 is the year of wealth transfer. We're going to hold a wealth transfer conference here uh, about it because someone's got to herald this message in a balanced manner. One of the way the wealth transfer is coming, Dutch has already touched on it, too many people are coveting the wealth of the wicked. We're coveting the wicked man's heart because if you get his heart, you get his wealth. And that there are people about to be saved, says the Lord, that's going to astound. And it's going to transfer wealth into kingdom ministries that is going to so cause the vision to be established that God has given. When I was with Dutch and Chuck in Baton Rouge back in July, I think it was, uh, I heard the Lord say this. "I'm, I'm setting America up for a hundred year run. I heard it. Wow. And I, let me, let me tell you, when I say I heard, I, I I heard it, but he said, I'm setting America up. And, and if you look at the judges that have just been set in under this president, I'm not talking about the Supreme court justices, I'm talking about the judges that have been set in. I mean, we could easily get a hundred year run I'm not saying they'll live 100 years, but they'll affect the court systems in such a way that we can get a 100-year run. But I'm just telling you, there's a wealth transfer coming that's going to be amazing uh, with it. I, I, listen, I could tell you some stories that we know that are taking place where businessmen are coming in to churches they've never been to the office. They don't attend a service, and uh, it happened in Chattanooga where we were, you know, a businessman came, paid off all the church's debt, all the pastor's debt, and it was a couple of million dollars at least or more that he gave to the church there. And he doesn't attend that church. Yeah, with it and stuff. And so get get ready for these things to happen. You know, uh, that you prophesied in Ellisville, Mississippi, when we began the... Uh, glory, uh, what do we call it? Greater Glory Tour. Remember, we had Will and Matt come. We were there where the movie uh, The Free State of Jones in Jones County. You prophesied over Jones County that there would be mineral discoveries. Uh, actually, you said, I think it's gas. There's a couple that was just here in this conference who are aligned with NEI and commissioned through us. They own land there, and a gas company has contacted them and they're in negotiation, they're going to drill 20 test holes to do explosives down in the earth, because that's how you get your seismic reading when they set these explosives off, because they believe they're that. Listen, if they're, uh, that's much gas there, let me finish my thought. If they're doing 20, and it's not a large tract of land they own, if they're doing 20 on this small a tract of land, they know there's gas there. Now, This church in
0: um, Chattanooga, the, there was a man who, who he was he was he was a part of an alliance of three people that owned one of the biggest uh, oil companies. They sold, and his third was I, I, I don't even remember. I think it was four or five billion dollars. But this pastor had loved this man's son and, and reached out to him when he was on drugs and cared for him and helped him get free, born again and free. And, and really, just really cared for the young man when he had nothing to gain. He just loved this young man. He just loved people. This guy visited their church or twice said to uh, one of the staff members I want to take the pastor to lunch tomorrow it happened to be Monday his day off he said I never ever I refuse to meet with people on my day off I do it religiously it's my Sabbath his staff member said I don't know I know your policy but I think you need to meet with this man. I just feel that you need to meet with him. He had no idea the man was wealthy. He sat with them for two or three hours and he said, I want to know your entire vision. What God do you think God's called you to do here? He laid it out for an hour or so. He said, What will it cost you? What would you what would you need right now to be out of debt and to and to, to move forward? The pastor started right, adding up, and it was like 5.7, 5.6, something like a million dollars. man pulled out his checkbook and wrote a check for 5.7 million dollars, whatever it was, 5.6. He said, now tomorrow at noon, you can take this to the bank. And th- He didn't even know if it was good. He had no idea if the chief was, this was all just a farce or somebody, you know. It was good. I just met with a man a few months ago, who was a part of a group of people in a certain city, and I was there. And they had just met 150 people or couples in this meeting that are all Christians. And one of the requirements to be in this meeting was you had to have a net worth of at least 100, uh, of at least 50 million dollars. So there were 150 people or couples, all of whom were worth at least 50 million. Some of them were in the billion range. Some of the names you would recognize. I'll tell you one of them that was there, and that's the only one I'll tell you. The My Pillow guy was one of them, Mike Lindell. They met together just to talk about and dream together what to do with all their money for the kingdom of God. Because they know God gave them their wealth. I'm telling you. And this man, when I met with him, this is not going where you think it's going. He didn't give me money. And I didn't ask him for money. But I'll tell you what he said to me. He said, we know, we all know, that we are where we are today because of you and what you're doing. And and then he clarified, he said, because of the prayer movement. That's what he said. He said, we know it is the prayers of people like you and this whole prayer movement that has generated what we have right now. And we know it's for the kingdom. And he said this to me. When you do your conferences with all these people, would you please thank them for me and tell them that we know God has done this because of their prayers. <clears throat> so God is positioning things to rebuild this nation wealth and resources in the right hands it's we're coming to the point where I'm just upset enough about it it's going to take that kind of wealth to refortify and rebuild he's going to do it and God had given some of these people money 10 years before they did They would completely have completely squandered it. But he 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 knows when it's the right time. But he's coming to refortify, rebuild, re-strengthen this nation. Number six, I'm gonna get this done, I'm getting hungry. I heard him say recovenant, remarry. He's coming to this nation. He's not finished. We heard this in the conference. He's going to restore his covenant with this nation. I believe that's already happened. And I don't need to go into that because we talked about it. Number seven, I'll finish with this one. He said, I heard the word reassign. Reassign. You come to a point and there are many leaders. God's about to reassign them. Some of it's geographic, some of it's not. Some of it's function. Some of it's going to go from pastor to apostle. They're going to move from just being a teacher into a teaching apostle, or he's going to awaken the prophetic in people. He's going to reassign leaders into new positions, like he did Paul and Barnabas in Acts thirteen. They're doing; they're just doing their thing in Antioch, and God says, "Separate to me for the work I've called them to do." There are reassignments about to take place in the kingdom. Some of which will be dramatic. Life-changing, shifting, Reassigned. There are people on the shelf. You're about to get off the shelf. There are people in the wilderness. You're about to get out of the wilderness. Reassigned. And some of it, again, some of it is going to be Dramatic. it's like Trump you're going to leave business and go into government probably not going to be the last one that does that sort of thing reassigned so Lord we just we say bring it on bring it on bring the change do the relocating Lord the reassigning the realigning we're coming into this, and we know it, this amazing, dramatic season of change. Get us ready for this. The Lord says to you, Clay, get ready for Tennessee. It's not just Arkansas, you know it. It's not just Mississippi, it's Tennessee. It's time to it's time to start looking more closely at Tennessee. ATM. Time for the T. Lord we just say bring on the change I know in my heart God's about to shift me back into D.C. I'm going to have to get in there frequently Lord bring on the change we're ready realign recommission reassign get us into this next season lord just give us a shove fine tune synchronize get the ages connected properly I just hear the lord the lord say that he's going to give many leaders leaders like clay and myself He's going to give us the ability, a new understanding and ability, and some of it has nothing to do with understanding. Some of it has to do with timing, to take leaders and just pull them up to a new level. We're going to just pull them out of the past, pull them out of where, from where they're stuck, and we're just going to pull them to a new level. And they're going to look back and say, from a year ago to now I don't even recognize myself that's what I see change is coming change is here and we're gonna get the numbers right so we can get the doors unlocked and go through we're going to get remixed for some of you it's not the wrong numbers it's the wrong order he's going to get things right for you is coming. Order is coming. Order is coming. Order is coming. <clears throat> I hear the Lord say in the in the body of Christ there are there are gift ministries of miracles, signs, wonders, healing, that sort of thing. Words of knowledge. he's saying it's not that the gift isn't there yet it's that the order isn't there yet and the alignment isn't there yet and I won't release the gift until the order is complete so I'll finish remixing them and then I'll release them into the gift that I have already put in them but it hasn't Manifested fully. Order. Order in the court. Order in the house. Order in the kingdom. We're supposed to do that assignment in the D.C., we're supposed to go in there and announce the covenant is reestablished with this nation.